about to start so pop those headphones in and let Sophia style radio to keep you company. Love Thy Body Project, home of female empowerment. If you'd like to get in touch or find out how you can work with us, then just head on over to lovethybodyproject.com.
Welcome to Live Thy Body Project, the show where no topic is off limits. We're here to encourage, empower and support. Today you've got myself, Laura Bland and the gorgeous Serena Novelli and together we are two thirds of Love Thy Body Project. Um, I'm going to hand over to Serena today to introduce our guest because she's known her since she was, I don't know, knee high to a grasshopper, something like that. So Serena, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone who we've got with us today? Okay, I shall. So hello everybody and welcome. I'm really excited for today's show because we have the gorgeous Leanne Thane, whom I've known since she was 15. Now that wasn't that long ago, but it's been quite a while because um, she's still a youngster at heart. Um, and I met her when I showed up at a dance class for adults. And this young teeny bop of a, a child had all of the moves and she was there supporting the dance teacher. She was absolutely phenomenal. She has taught all five of my children. She has taught me and she's even taught my husband some moves when we were doing something. So I think she's taught the whole of my family how to shake our booties and sh strut our stuff. So um, a big, huge welcome, Leanne. Please do go and tell everybody all about yourself. Yeah, why you're here today as well. Wow, okay, thank you guys. Thank you for having me on. Um, so obviously my name's Leanne. Um, I'm a dance teacher. I have my own dance academy. Basically what I do, we run classes in the week. Um, I love my job. Um, like Serena said, keeps me young at heart. I'm, it's just so lovely and rewarding and exciting to be able to do what I do. I'm one of the grateful ones to be able to say that I love my job. So where, where did that passion for dance start from? When did you first start dancing yourself? So I was around 13 and um, I loved drama I loved acting I loved performing um, all that type of thing and um, my old dance teacher actually ran an after-school dance club and it was my best friend that invited me to go and I was like oh yeah obviously a little bit nervous but yeah I'd love to give it a go tried it and about 15 years later I was manager of the school so, so yeah it just sparked an interest and um, I really enjoyed it. I love being on stage. I have an alter ego that I use. Her name is Barbara. <laughs> True story. I tell all my kids if they ever get nervous. Because, um, you know, Beyonce has such a fear. Such a fear. Yeah, that's her alter ego. So I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to go with a woman who I think just wouldn't care. You wouldn't worry. Doesn't mind people watching her. Loves the limelight. So I pick Barbara and everyone calls her Babs. So when I'm side stage, I get Babs. Um, and then, yeah, because I, I was quite nervous when I was a youngster, even though I loved it. But being on stage did make me a little bit nervous. I did get a bit anxious. So Babs came out and then that was it. Love it. And I think a lot of our listeners will probably connect with that kind of, you know, the sense of anxiety, but wanting to still do things anyway. So it's yes. interesting to kind of hear you, that you've developed that kind of that, that additional persona mm. who doesn't have that and then she carries you on because I'm guessing yeah. that once you're out there once you're actually on stage or once you start performing once the music kicks in the adrenaline and the excitement must take over from the anxiety yeah, yeah definitely it's, it's purely just the build-up it's the waiting around and just thinking oh I want to do my best but as soon as those lights are on you um, majority of the time when you're dancing or performing in any type of show you can't really see the audience so as soon as the lights are on you I think that takes over anyway um, but it's more the waiting it's the backstage and the build-up to the show but like you said as soon as the lights are on you you kind of forget you just enjoy it while you're on stage 
Um, but that's why I tell my kids, some of my kids have made up their own now. So we've got a Susan, we've got a Mary. But I don't know why we chose those type of names. I think we, we're thinking a slightly older generation that just yep. really yep. wouldn't care. And I said, you know what? I was like, we've got Beyonce doing Sasha Fierce. I was like, you pick your own name. We turn into our alter egos and we just obviously do what we do and let the anxiety sort of leave the anxiety side stage as it were or at the back of the room and then just enjoy ourselves that's mainly what I try and teach and say in class we always do I care if you go wrong and they're like no and I'm like is it does it matter if you make a mistake no so I always try and force that you're just there to have a good time try and enjoy it while you can and um, if you do want an alter ego perfect if you want to go on and, as yourself and work it then you can but yeah it's nice to have that backup so if they do feel a little bit anxious or a little bit scared at all, they've got someone who can take over for them. <laughs> so you teach, obviously you teach kids and you teach adults as well. Yes. Do you see a difference? Are children a little bit more free and open to trying things? Do they get less embarrassed? Uh, what's, good question. What, what's it like in terms of... It actually differs completely. You can get some teeny boppers um, who are age three and four and see you later mum don't even give them a kiss run into my class and bye in the class we've got some kids who generally don't want to leave their parents they're quite shy um, and that goes for older people as well so in my classes again I try not to um, force anyone to do anything so if I do show a dance in smaller groups I'll say, this is what we're going to do. If you don't want to, just stand at the back. So I always offer an alternative. So you do have even um, some of the, my teenagers, they're a bit reserved and they'd like to do the dancing, but maybe not showcase as much. So it really does depend on the age, I guess. And actually, the, not the age as such, sorry, the, um, the person themselves. Because like I said, you could have a three-year-old who is willing to just do whatever and the same age maybe be a little bit more shy and then same with the older kids, um, even people in their, their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, love to dance, I can tell that. Um, even just when you're out in a club and you're grooving, you can just tell someone, they can hear the beat, they've got the beat and stuff like that. But Serena can be both. You can obviously be a little bit anxious. And we used to have a laugh, didn't we? Where if I was teaching and we'd go wrong, we'd just laugh about it. And that's the main thing. So whether she went wrong, she'd be like, oh, I did that and whatever. And I'd be like, I go wrong all the time. I tell my kids that as well. I go wrong all the time, it doesn't matter. But, but when it comes down to it, Serena like, is amazing. It, honestly, it all depends on the type of personality, the type of confidence you have, what you do. In life, obviously, if you're not used to being out in the front, in front of a crowd, if you're used to, like I said, staying more reserved, it does really just depend on the type of person. So I'd, I guess age doesn't really come into it, but yeah. I had I had Leanne come to um, my birthday party this year because it was just after awesome. we got out of lockdown and I was like, I'm going to have the best time and I like to dance. And the girls that were there, we had some girls that were just like up for it, wanted to wanted to strut their stuff and they didn't care and we had some girls who were very shy and didn't want to mm -hmm. do it but with Leanne they're supporting them all and encouraging them all and with us all focusing on ourselves and not like worrying about what anybody else was doing because we were all just doing our own little thing when we watch back the end result even the really shy ones were really going for it and really yeah. enjoying themselves by the end um so she's got whatever she does she's got them all she's got you all feeling great and, and wanting to do it 
Um, but I give myself away when we're when I'm having classes with Leanne because I usually book a one-to-one so no one else can watch me. <laughs> and, and I pull some faces and she's like, you did it wrong, didn't you? And I'm like, yes. And how do you know? She's like, you can, can tell by your face. That's the only way I could tell because she usually laughed at herself and I just end up giggling along and I'm going, what happened? And she goes, oh, I did this. And I go, it doesn't matter. Like, it's fine. But like you were saying about your birthday party, there were a couple of girls, weren't they, at the side? And they said, oh, we'll just watch. And by the end of it, they were up dancing. And I was like, yes, well done. Just enjoy it. Like, we're all here to have a good time. Um, Serena actually ended up doing, um, was it three minutes in the end? Three minutes solo. Um, she did a full-on performance. We had costumes. We had, like, a, a cap and a big coat. And she did the whole routine, basically, by herself. And that was in about three, four weeks of us dancing together. And she performed that in front of everyone. All the all the girls and the ladies were just like, oh my God, that was fantastic. Everybody like, enjoyed it so much. And like Serena was saying at the party, I think inhibitions just went out the window and everyone was like, yeah, we're going to give it a go. And it was really lovely to see. It's nice to have that <laughs> outlet though, isn't it? And just be able yeah. to be creative. And I think, yeah. you know, every, everyone needs that in some in some form in their life. But it's interesting what you were saying in terms of, you know, sort of confidence levels, being more attached to personality type and that kind of thing, as opposed to age and stuff. If they want to talk to me about confidence or any issues that have been brought up and they'd like to obviously bring to light, then we can have a chat about it. So if a kid is struggling or has certain issues or even confidence, then I know not to push them. I know not to single them out at all or so there's means and ways to go around making someone feel comfortable and um I think that's really lovely and the fact that you do like little Christmas parties Halloween parties all of that kind of stuff for them and they get to dress up and they just get to be whoever they are and you do, you're silly with them and yeah. I think that gives the children the confidence but I also see it because I've been to a few of Leanne's classes even though she teaches me one-to-one I have gone to a few of her actual classes but I see it also in the in the older you know that saying you're still silly with them you're still uh, uh making them feel comfortable and like being very playful with them but at the same time you've got that you have got that authority and I think it's a testament to your school yeah it's so lovely seeing different obviously generations like I love teaching different ages um and I love just getting to know people and going back to the silliness I think if kids see a role model as such not taking themselves too seriously at some points yes there is a time and a place to um obviously be serious I can be stern I try <laughs> I can be stern um and yes obviously if I am learning something say in class so if if I'm watching a different group I will say right what do we do we're gonna we're gonna sit and watch we're gonna clap each other after so there is that sort of guideline rules to follow in class but at the same time if I don't take myself too seriously I hope the kids see that as like an example so if they think oh do you know what she's she's having fun and she doesn't really care then I hope they can then see and go oh so it's okay if I have a bit of fun and I'm not too worried about what I look like and that's again why I always say do I care if you go wrong and does it matter and we're going to clap each other along so we've got quite a a good friendly environment so we support each other in class yeah same again with my dance teams I always try and do team bonding um just so we could sit and have a chat it got them talking it gets them friendlier so I just try and do that in class as well as not just coming in and having it regimented stand in your space and learn the routine our academy is more it generally sounds quite cheesy but it is a family and 
whether you're in class as an older one, I'd still try and do the same thing. And um, whether you're in class as a teeny bopper, obviously schedules and stuff I do in class does kind of change slightly in regards to who I'm teaching, but I still try and keep that friendly open environment. We talk to each other. I encourage people when they have a drink just to say, hi, how are you? And yeah, just have a bit of fun. So hopefully that encourages again, people to not have too much pressure and just have like enjoy the session as well. It sounds like you've got a really great approach to it and you're creating that balance between learning something new, developing some social skills and just and mm. just being a bit more confident. That's what we'll talk about a little bit more in a moment. We're going to take a quick break for some music. But when we come back, we're going to kind of we're going to have a look at, at dance and activities and physical movement in terms of how that can develop your confidence, how it can support your mental health and all of that kind of good stuff. So stick with us whilst we bring you some music. If you'd like to get in touch or find out how you can work with us then just head on over to lovethybodyproject.com Your country's not, your country's not, your country's not 
Welcome back. You're listening to Love Thy Body Project with myself, Laura Bland, the gorgeous Serena Novelli, and our guest today is Leanne Thane. And Leanne is the owner of LDA Dance Academy, and we've been talking about all sorts of things um, in terms of how, you know, dance really is there for enjoyment, and it doesn't have to be something that's perfect. And if you haven't listened right from the start of the show, then do go back and find us on the podcast and tune in from the beginning. Um, and you'll hear all sorts of things as well about Serena and her dance style and ability to just kind of go all in and have a bit of fun, which is what it's all about. So um, Leanne, in terms of, so one of the things that you were just talking about a minute ago was just, you know, encouraging your kids to, to have some fun, to get to know each other, to understand that it's okay to, to make mistakes and, you know, there is no need to be perfect all the time. And I think that in school, you know, the academic side of things, the constant pressure is to get things right. And I know even from, from my daughter, so she's only just nine, and she would be a little bit cross at herself if she was getting maths questions or her spellings wrong or something, you know, she'd think that wasn't good enough. And I'm not entirely sure where that comes from because we all, I always tell her that it doesn't matter what she gets right as long as she's tried you know I'm I was never perfect at school you know I couldn't really be bothered with a lot of it how do you get the kids to switch from that feeling of you know in school academia they've got to know the answers they've got to get things right they've got to study hard you know it kind of we drill it into them that if they want to achieve something then they have to you know really commit to it and everything but how how do you kind of get that shift in them so that they do understand that it can be fun and it doesn't have to be perfect yeah definitely I have actually got a few kids of, um that have just come into my competitive crews and teams and it's a little bit more intense than a normal dance class but like I said even those girls that came into those competition crews and teams from the get-go just said obviously yeah try your best um I have backups if they do go wrong if they're doing the routine they forget something my go-to is usually just stand and pose rather than looking around and because then it's a tail like Serena her tail is she laughs <laughs> if anyone goes wrong so I always say the worst thing you could do is either just stand there or, or get upset about it or show it on your face I said if you just hold a pose I was like, then the judges don't know that that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Um, I say, if worst comes to worst, um, taking it maybe to a performance, if we're on stage, worst comes to worst, just walk off. If you get in too much of a fluster and you can't pick it back up again, then take yourself away and then just come back on when you're ready. Or I do say, have a quick check what the person next to you is doing. If you can then pick it up and go, oh, I know where I am now, that's fine. But I try and give them backups. So then even if they, uh, like you said, are maybe putting pressure on themselves, um, they just know that there are alternatives. But at the same time, I always then, last but not least, will say it doesn't matter. Like I'm really, I'm not going to get angry. Um, no one's going to be upset with you. No one's going to be disappointed in you because as long as I see you out there enjoying yourself, having fun, and your parents see that, then that's what is making us happy as well that's our reward to see you enjoy it I wouldn't ever want um, one of my students to go out there and get upset because they feel that pressure that to me just is 
not the point. The point is to enjoy yourself. Like I said, in a normal dance class, they really do get bored of me saying, do I care if you go wrong? Does it matter? Are we gonna support each other? We do true or false. So I make them give me a tea or I make them give me a duck hand for false. And we ask each other questions. So I say, should we clap for each other? True. Um, should we talk while uh, each other are dancing? Quack, false, um, and stuff like that. And same again, I do that with in regards to how I'm going to feel about their performance. Do I care if you go wrong? Yeah, does it matter if you go wrong? So I always try and enforce that from the get-go. So we talk about going wrong in lessons. We talk about, there's a term we use, whether it's marking it or going full out. So marking it, we just run through the moves. Not too much energy. We're just trying to get our timing, trying to remember everything. And then full out is our facials. Um, we do 100% energy. We really put all our heart and soul into the performance. Um, and I say when you're marking it, if you have hiccups, that's fine. Because everyone goes wrong. And I always say I go wrong. And that for them is a big thing as well. For To hear that their instructor or teacher, Beyonce, I'm sure, has gone wrong in her life. I'm sorry, Sasha Fierce. But it's true. Everyone goes wrong. It's a way and means of life. And I always say, again, you don't have to be perfect because if you are, you're never going to improve. There's always stuff to improve on. Even my tiddlers, um, we say out of 10 sometimes, I mark them and I'll say, oh, it was a 9.9 just because we've got that 0.1 um, just to try and make it a little bit better. There's always something to improve on. And again, that's why I say I go wrong and the older girls go wrong. So it puts them at ease that they don't have to be perfect. There's always room for improvement. Yeah, there's there's different ways to help them. But I really do try my best to enforce that you don't have to be perfect, even if it's a crew, even if it's at a, at a competition on stage, life happens, poop happens, and everyone gets them. Um, as a dancer, we call it brain, brain block. I actually call it a brain fart, and the kids like that. But um, it's where you generally, you're doing the moves, and you just think, oh, I don't know what I'm doing and you get a bit stuck and like I said it, it's happened to all of us so I just as best I can just keep reassuring them and let them know that life happens and adults make mistakes so yeah it's just again going back to that confidence going back to I feel if there's less pressure they enjoy it more which means they're going to remember it more which means they're going to perform better. In my day job I am partially responsible for for kind of training and onboarding new starters and things and one of the things so we're you know we're talking actual grown people in a job in a career etc so you know not not dealing with kids although it does sometimes feel that way but I always say to them when I'm doing like training reviews and stuff I always say that it, it doesn't matter if they make a mistake because they're training and they're learning the only time I'm bothered about mistakes is if they're just being lazy and they're not actually trying um but it's the same sort of thing isn't it you know like you're saying we're, we're all only human at some point we'll go wrong we'll make a mistake we'll we'll do something and the outcome won't be what we intended and it's about what whatever it is that you're doing whatever age you are whatever it is that you're trying to achieve it's just about understanding that mistakes are okay and you can learn from that mistake and then you can come back and you can try again and you can develop and you can get better if that's what you're trying to do or you can do things differently so you get a different outcome it's interesting to see how people feel free in different environments isn't it and how you can express that in different ways 
Yeah, no, I think I think it, it is interesting in terms of you could have two people with exactly the same confidence levels stood side by side, but how they express that will be completely different. And even if they're doing the same dance moves, the way their their body actually completes those moves and the kind of the fluidity or the smoothness or the expression and the the, the kind of the finishes is, is going to be different, isn't it? Because everyone puts a little bit of their own personality into it. So whilst it might be a little bit worrying that Serena likes to, to stand and watch other women, I can see where she's coming from. You said it so beautifully, my words just didn't want to come out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on that note, we will take a break for some more music. Um, but don't go away because we will be back very shortly and who knows where the conversation will take us next. If you'd like to get in touch or find out how you can work with us, then just head on over to lovethybodyproject.com. Oh 
Welcome back. You're listening to Love Thy Body Project with myself, Laura Bland, the gorgeous Serena Novelli, and our guest today is the lovely Leanne Thane. If you haven't been listening all the way through, you definitely need to go back and find the podcast. You're going to learn a few new things about Serena on today's show. Um, so do go back, listen to it right from the beginning. We've been talking, though, a lot about um, confidence, about how to encourage children to, you know, to do the things that they enjoy, but not get fixated on being perfect and I think for us as grown women in in physicality if not in spirit it's important to remember that things don't have to be perfect because striving for that perfection can often lead to you know those feelings of failure and not being worthy and it takes us down that rabbit hole of of kind of thinking that we're just not good enough so if we can bring our kids up to encourage them to do the things that they enjoy doing, but for them to know that it doesn't matter when things go wrong, as long as they're trying their best, then I think that, you know, that gives them a, a bit of a head start as they get older, so they don't fall into that trap of, of perfect being the way that it's got to be all the time. Um, one of the things that we were just, we were talking about sort of off, off the recording whilst you guys were listening to some lovely music, you know, how actually people can express themselves so differently through dance and movement and how that can move other people in different emotional states as well. So Leanne was just kind of telling us about, you know, a couple of examples of her students where they've literally brought her to tears because of their of their passion in their in their dance and how they commit themselves to it and I think that's just you know that's really beautiful to to have that and to be able to be a part of that so do you feel Leanne do you feel like you're in a in a position of privilege you know to work with kids and adults alike and to to really see them step into themselves and to have that kind of that freedom of expression yeah um obviously while we were having our little break and I said that um previously some students have brought me to tears I genuinely mean it um and obviously earlier like I said before I'm one of the lucky ones to say I love my job I love what I do some days I have to pinch myself thinking that I have my own dance academy I get to do what I love it's my hobby as well as my job and yeah the the rewarding factor of just seeing these kids um, we were talking about confidence earlier. So if a kid was very shy, I have had kids come in where they won't leave their parents. They they want their parents to stay in class to a couple of weeks later, just running in, not even giving them a kiss goodbye. The parents are like, oh, OK, I'll see you soon then. Um, coming over to me, wanting to tell me stuff. These kids obviously do give me life and the fact that I'm able to do what I do and them wanting to come up and talk to me, them wanting to share some of their week or what they've done at school or anything like that so rewarding oh my goodness like it's right up there with one of the best feelings knowing that they want to be your friend you're not just their teacher that they have that freedom to just come and say hi come and speak to me some kids if they do have um special needs it's just it's just a relief it's just that little outlet a burst of energy to just have some fun no rules um, if anyone has any sensory issues, it's just nice to just be free, which some of my tiddlers don't realise they do when they're playing games. We do, Leanne says, um, they have to find a colour, they have to make a shape, 
So they don't realise that they're actually following along to instructions. So, yeah, obviously working with kids anyway, if you're a nursery teacher or a school teacher or even a nurse or anything like that, paediatricians, working with kids in itself is the biggest reward, I feel, because however small or big your part is of helping them grow, it's just wow. I mean, I'm guessing there must be some kids that, that you know, come to the classes. Maybe, I think there's always an element of you... you some kids start because their parents want them to or feel they should. So it's not necessarily the child's first choice, but then maybe they come in and they start to enjoy it. And there must be an element of some children that come that that don't really have friends or don't have that safety and those people that they feel, you know, secure and free around. So to kind of be able to provide that environment and to encourage that so that, you know, you can be someone that they can feel safe around and that they can talk to, but also to encourage that social interaction with the games that you play and love it. Yeah, it's really lovely. I I also, um, in regards to having that, that safe space and like that person, I buddy people up. So um, some people in my younger classes, even my older classes, and even in my teenager classes, I would just maybe go over to someone and whisper, just like, oh, she's new. Do you, do you know her name? And they go, oh, and then they'll walk over, hi. And it just strikes up a conversation. But with my tiddlers, um, I have a buddy system. So um, usually I, I can't pick a volunteer because all these hands shoot up and I say, would anyone like to be a big buddy today? If I have a newbie that's come in, and then that's it. They stay together for the lesson. And some buddies who I've introduced are now actually friends outside of dance as well. But again, we always try and make sure in class that they've got another student. So it's almost on their level and they have a friend. Oh, well, I, I love that it is clearly more than just a dance school. You're obviously doing a lot more than just teaching the kids how to how to shake their tush. Um, so <laughs> for our listeners, Leanne, tell everyone... Um, whereabouts you're based and where they can find more information because I'm sure that there'll be some out there who are interested in um, in signing up for some dance lessons. Oh thank you very much. Um, so I have a website which is lda.dance and I'm also on social media which is lda.leanne and that's on Facebook and Instagram. I am also going to be dancing at the Love by Body Project <laughs> in yes, December so yeah party. if anyone wants tickets please message us um Absolutely. So, yeah, excellent well thank you very much for being our guest today and I'm looking thank forward you. to meeting you and getting to see you perform as well at the Christmas party um so the Christmas party is on the 18th of December we are very low now on tickets so if you're listening and you're wanting to come you need to hop on over to the Love Thy Body Project website so that you can get your ticket booked. And you'll see myself, Serena and Anna there with all of our fantastic um, entertainers as well. It's going to be a night full of fun. And in the meantime, we will be back again next week with another episode. So take care. If you'd like to get in touch or find out how you can work with us, then just head on over to lovethybodyproject.com. Thank you.